0: Welcome to the Colors of Fatherhood podcast. Here, we shine a positive light on fathers of color and seek out their stories of trial and triumph while gaining insight on what it means to raise children in this country we call America. A quote from Dr. Franklin Pittman states, fathering is not something perfect men do, but something that perfects the man.
1: And now, your illustrious host, Lim Gonzalez. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Lim Gonzalez, aka Saint. And this is the Colors of Fatherhood podcast. So, of course, I always have to have amazing, dope, awesome guests. And today is no exception. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a truck driver uh he's also a real estate agent so he's an entrepreneur you see um he's involved in his local church and of course he's on this podcast because he's an amazing father ladies and gentlemen isaiah thomas what's up boy doing excellent sir pleasure to be here yeah friend brother thank you for having me yeah of course man i'm just gonna call you the everyday man that's that's your name isaiah thomas the everyday man that's it keep it simple yeah, yeah, yeah. With extraordinary features. Exactly. There you go. Boom. <laughs> but no, man, I, I'm really it's a long time coming. I know we had some <laughs> difficulties, you know, matching schedules and everything because yeah. you know you working and you're doing your thug thistle. But yeah, man, I appreciate you doing this. Really excited to talk to you. Obviously, I'm good friends with your wife, Jajay. Shout out to Jay, uh, my homie, poetry partner. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So uh I good people. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, going to work on that tour. Uh, we do get that tour going. Now the pandemic's over, you know, for the most part. We can get that cracking. Typically, I ask a question for all of my guests. First question I ask is, how did your life change when you first became a father?
0: I believe for me, just like uh, simple, just gave me, it gave me definition. Like it gave me
1: another sense of
0: purpose. Like I kind of found myself in fatherhood. It's a, an answer prayer
1: you know, mm. to be, you know, just like quite simple. When you say answer prayer, like, can you just can you elaborate on that?
0: Like, what do you mean? Sure, sure, absolutely. Like for, for me, um, it's just something that I've always like kind of wondered and I, I questioned if I was, well, first of all, I had my first child, Ezra, uh, when I was 35. So mm-hmm. with me, I, I, I did take my time and I, I, but throughout that, that journey, I did question if parenthood was for me, like if fatherhood mm-hmm. was, you know, if I was fit for it, you know, and I didn't want to rush anything, or you know, God willing, be you know, be a fatherhood out of, out of purpose and, and how I intended it to be, like as right. we all do, right? You know, so with me, the dots connected when I had when I found the right person, gotcha, the right woman really just brought everything into focus. Uh-huh. But fatherhood for me just gave me like a you know definitely with my own personal uh you know journey like a, a sense of urgency uh-huh. <laughs> i would say you know it just kind of just brought everything into focus you know so i could you know cause I, I felt like it was something bigger than me something bigger than me where, where i couldn't gotcha. i couldn't stop and i had to to kind of you know to overcome you know any adversity or uh you know anything that i guess you know preconceived notions that i, that I kind of stopped you know from being you know my best version of self
1: in the right i've heard this a lot from. You know, Fathers I've interviewed on this podcast and also just parents in general that I know and come across, um, it's like you have your first child and you're no longer living for yourself. That's what I hear them say. Like everything, if whatever you were doing, everything stops and that child is now the priority. Like that yes. is what it is. And I think it's dope when those two things come together, right? Because obviously the opposite would be you have a child and they're still not the priority. You still are the priority yourself. And so the child obviously suffers as a result of that. They become the priority and that's what it is. Um everything is for that child. So and I think like you said, it's it's I don't know if you said this, but I, I relate it as like you said, life saving. So it's like if maybe you were on a path that you weren't trying to get away from, that kind of gets you on a right path. It could also do that as well.
0: You know, I wasn't. I, I think since I was a little bit older, I had cut out, you know, a lot of the, uh, I guess, the childish things that kind of prevented me um, in the past.
1: So would you consider it like a life changing experience?
0: Absolutely. Like with me um, and specifically, it just gave me an extra drive and an extra sense of motivation. Right. Okay. And as far, as far as like accomplishing my goals, and I just, mm. just went after it. You know, that that's something that that was extremely important and still is to me. And this was just bringing everything into focus. You know, with with my family. You know, like when I see them, I just I feel like I, I can't stop. Mm. I have no excuses. That's that's what fatherhood to me is all about. You know, right? It's not, you know just being there for your family in any way. But as a man, sometimes we define ourselves on you know providing. You know, of course, within each generation, you want to give yourselves a little bit more cushion than. In the previous you want to set yourselves up right. for right you know, for success. So mm-hmm. that's,
1: that's that's my driving force for sure. That's awesome, man. I think that's really, really good. Let's uh let's talk about how you grew up because you know we were talking offline and just before because obviously we know each other. You have an interesting past. And so I want to kind of get into that and just kind of how that shaped you know you being a father and how you are raising your children and kind of the things that you do to maybe, um, keep them on the right path and make sure they may not have, you know, may stay on the, on the good, on the good foot, so to speak. Absolutely.
0: I guess like with me, I'm the oldest of three siblings, you know, okay. so, um, I did grow up with both my parents, um, heavily, um, involved, uh, up until about junior high, it's about 13 or so. Then uh, they divorced, you know, so I did have, uh, a lot of sense of family outings, you know, I was the first one, so ty- you know, typically, uh, parents would try to give the best of the best, so I did private schools, I, uh, you know, I remember playing a lot of my, with my friends, mm-hmm. uh, video games, sports, we were just, uh, uh, you know, just like any other normal, you know, normal family, right, uh, my family actually pretty small, you know, uh, uh, given the fact that we're kind of bi you know, so okay. like my mom, she, she was uh, raised in Massachusetts. Okay. And by way of Los Angeles, a lot of my family's from back east in mm-hmm. New York and New Jersey at the time. With with me as a child, you know, so I remember going back and forth on airplanes, you know, as, as young as six years old myself, you know, they used to, uh, they used to the parents used to leave them at the at the flyaway, or not the mm-hmm. father with the, you know, the, the terminal with the, the stewardesses and, you know, they bring you on a plane. But I remember doing that really early, kind of right. going and visiting, visiting my, my family. So us and, and numbers weren't, weren't, Weren't uh, large, but we had a lot of love, you know. So I just, I just remember, you know, the good times, you know, uh, holidays, and uh, and that was that was my life, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Coming into to to marriage, my wife has has a very big family, so that right. was a little yes. bit of an adjustment. She has two sets of parents, step parents, you know, not right. parents, and you know about maybe eight brothers and sisters. Twenty or so cousins, you know. So right. it was a little bit of adjustment for me, but then, you know, I kind of understood and how important family and, and was in community. So like with my children, I always want them to to have a sense of uh, of a family and and, mm-hmm. and, and and brotherhood, and just kind of like being the brothers keeper. And um, I try to always just instill that anytime anytime we get, and they they love it, they love it, and it uh, gives us. Uh, gives us, you know, just a lot of joy just to be around, you know, community and
1: family and friends. Right. Being that you, you know, how you were raised, like you say, you had a smaller family, mm-hmm. um, you get married and obviously your wife has this larger family. Have mm-hmm. you adopted some of the principles that uh, were still in you when you were a child as far as raising your own children, or have you kind of gone a different, different way?
0: I think definitely you, you incorporate, you know, like I I guess with me, um well, absolutely you, you you kind of merge the two worlds and the two beliefs mm-hmm. and you know kind of kind of upbringings together you know so the, the thing that you can't get back to me is invaluable is just time so like what i remember mm-hmm. my most fine fondest memories uh growing up were just uh you know spending time with my father spending time mm-hmm. with my mother spending time as a family so i always just want to be present as much as i can gotcha. you know with my current position i know sometimes that wavers depending on you know scheduling and things of that nature mm-hmm. plus also we're, we're just motivated by, uh, by providing. So like sometimes right. you, it's a sacrifice, you know, you want to like, you want to work. And sometimes it's a sacrifice from being present at home or, you know, working, kind of setting up all these, you know, the resources, you know, so you can be able to provide a you know, lifestyle for, for your family and uh, you know, for the future, you know. So, but I always just, I'm intentional about, you know, uh, reading books, doing bath time after work, just not, you know, putting everything else to the side, you know, when my family, you know, when my kids are here.
1: You know, you're talking husband. about when you take baths, you like read books, like when you're relaxing? Is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> it, probably <laughs> on vacation or whenever <laughs> we get a moment, just get and <laughs> right?
0: absolutely mm-hmm. we can try to definitely definitely do that. You, you have to maintain your, you know, your your, your romance and that's right, that's right. In your relationship uh-huh. uh with, with family and kids, but like at the same time, like it's about about children, you know, you do just you know, you just want to make sure that you're you're there you know for the homeworks, you know, sure. You know, teaching them. You know, as as you know about you know just life. You know, I have two boys, so that's that makes it um, just real, real, real important that I you know just teach them about manhood and, and fatherhood. You know, right. and, and actually speak louder than words.
1: Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah. How are you with them? Because I was one of my previous interviews. The father said that he makes sure to verbally say that he loves his children, and the reason why he does that is he shows them because he obviously he loves them. So he shows them, but he wants to verbally also add that component. So that way they can always know that, hear that word. I love you.
0: With your children.
1: How do you respond to that? Do you agree with that principle? hundred percent,
0: you know, like, um, I just, just do that naturally. Like we're extremely affectionate uh-huh. at our house. So we're, you know, we are curling up watching movies, you know, we're always, you know, giving hugs and, you know, I kiss my kids every day before I go to right. work, you know, um, just because i'm just appreciative Um, you know it's, it's the best thing that ever happened to me if you know sure. this, it's better than i ever imagined i always just i never take that for granted and it's just it's just a trip like you know uh, when you have kids you know they you know in your likeness like they you know that their mannerisms uh-huh. you know when you see them it's just like a, you have to double take sometimes because they just do you know, <laughs> breaks these things and it's like and, and that's your scene and it's just like you just thankful, man. You just like you really. It really humbles you, you know. And so the 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 love and affection is just something like you. You know, I, I guess we're on kind of autopilot with 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 that, but it's, but it absolutely, you know, right. Uh, you them positive reinforcement, you know, let, you know, let them know what it means to be a, a strong-minded, you know, strong-willed, you know, mm-hmm. man of God. But this, you know, teach them, you know, culturally about identity and right. you know, things that we're 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 definitely intentional about doing every day.
1: Absolutely. I want to shift gears a little bit and essentially talk about faith um, because you are a man of faith. Absolutely. And so I just want to just find out like how your faith specifically, how that works in regards to how you raise your children, um, how that's integrated.
0: Interesting. It's like so with me, um, how I was actually raised, um, you know, I think at a younger age, I was baptized. Like, um, I'm not sure what everybody else's story is, but I was baptized, but you don't really know what that means. You kind of go mm-hmm. through the motions, you know, when they, they dip you as a, as a young
1: mm-hmm. man, as a kid, but, right. As a right. kid, as a kid, you sure.
0: know, I was, you know, came into the salvation and I went through the routine, but I didn't really know what that meant to be honest with you. until mm-hmm. I was out on my own. And I think I really came into Christianity on my own. And in that sense, when I was in college, you know, you study, mm-hmm. you do, um, you know, biblical studies and, 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 um, uh, and and actually, from my family, um, as I mentioned, we're from back east, New Jersey, Philadelphia, like right on the border of uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey is a township called uh, Willingboro. Uh-huh. But uh, I remember well, my family is Muslim. Okay, you know, so so Islam is real big back back there. You know, with the you know big big beards uh-huh. and brothers. Um, that's just, just just the way my way of, my way of life at the time. You know, going uh-huh. to, to mosques and you know, so I did have. You know, like we have Qurans in our in our house now, you know, um, and and you know, I study still, you know, teachings, different teachings, you know, like you know, uh, from a lot of different philosophers, you know. Okay. Where I am, it's, it's it's important, no matter what you believe in, just to believe believe in God, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I love, you know, where we are now as a family, and also I absolutely pray with my kids every day, and I don't really try to try to um, pump what to believe you know, Mm -hmm. or my perspective on it, on them. I want them Mm -hmm. to come to that on their own. Gotcha. we, you know, we absolutely know what it is to be a a man of faith. You know, we practice that daily, you know, and it's, you know, it's beautiful to see them pray on their own, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, we'll put the onus on them, you know, at dinner table or, you know, they'll say their own prayers at night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that just reinforces who they are. And they know that they can always pull from that and draw from that inner, that inner connection, you know, to, you know, maybe get them over, you know, any, 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 any over the hump or, if, you know, to kind of shift their mood
1: mm-hmm. or just, just to be, be more grounded, more, more sound. Right. No, that's that's huge. When you say go back to when you say you grew up, you did you you said you grew up Muslim? Not necessarily
0: in my in my house. I, again, I was I was by coastal um, So my mother and father, they weren't heavily into church, but they did introduce me to, to Christianity. Okay. we would go to church kind of sporadically from what you know my, my rec- earlier recollections but then oh. also um I spent a lot of time back east where my family is uh practicing you know currently and, and they were practicing you know, uh, Muslims back in the day okay you know so you know I have those those experiences and uh, I, I know both sides of, okay
1: of, of, of kind of gotcha so I just want to just be clear so you have you have the Muslim side That you have doctrine that you utilize, but then you also have the other side, the the Christianity side, or what have you. So you kind of pull from both in regards to um, essentially how you integrate um, with your family. Is that correct?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think you know, like not only that, you know, like I have studied Buddhism along the way. You know, like as a man, you coming into to to just understanding about different cultures, different people. Right, right. Travel a lot, you know. So like I've, I've had the opportunity to travel different parts of the world, uh-huh. just meeting different people, you know, so gotcha. I think college is a big melting pot. So, you know, you learn right. from people from all over the world. So like I have had a chance to just partner and you know, fellowship and just have, you know, conversations with people uh-huh. that have similar beliefs, but right. You know, it's just charted as, as a different, you know, as a, as a difference, but you know, it's sure. very, very similar, but sure. all kind of want the same kind of peace and enlightenment no matter what we believe in.
1: Absolutely. No, I I totally understand. There was a gentleman I interviewed on the podcast previously, and he was telling me that he also, you know, travels because he's an artist. And so he uh, travels performing all over the world or has, has. And um, he basically told me, he's like, look, I've, I've experienced the presence of God at a mosque. I've experienced the presence of God, you know, at this particular, you know, uh, in the Buddhism religion, mm-hmm. like he's just saying, like, he's, and all his travels and these different groups of people, he's experienced the presence of God. And, um, and he just was saying that in the sense that, like how you can, everyone has different ways that they come to God. And ultimately his experience was, he's experienced it. He has his own personal, obviously convictions and beliefs, mm-hmm. but he experienced it in all these other places. Yeah. And so I thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting that he brought that point up. Um, And so yeah, like you said, you know, you want your children to decide what they want to do, and like you said, how they if they pray on their own, that's amazing, because yes. mm-hmm. obviously that's you want them to decide to do that and not force anything upon them. So, Absolutely. yeah, for sure. So yeah. let's, let's talk about some challenges. Um, what would you say are some of the challenges you've come across in fatherhood and on, and just parenthood in general?
0: I think it's something that we're dealing with current. right? So like, okay, oh, this is fresh. Yeah.
1: This is fresh. This is a hot bread. This is hot
0: bread. It's a struggle too sometimes. Dude. It's not all. It's made for TV. Like this is real life yeah. stuff. I'm a. Uh, how do I do? It? How do I say? It? I mean, like I, I guess an introvert in in, in okay. a way. You know, so, sure. so I take in a lot. I sure. take in a lot, and then I'll formulate my own opinion. Like I have. I'm very opinionated, and I have a lot to say on, on the you Know on, on everything on life, okay. it's my life, but like a lot of times I'll, I'll just take in more so than I'll speak in, in, in social settings, you know. Okay, so I think as a, as a father, I've learned to kind of go away from you know certain, certain, I guess, cultural ways of how we, how we deal with you know, for one thing, it's just discipline, right? You know, mm-hmm. so like, I guess our current thing is I have one of my children that, that are acting out in, in summer camp, okay. you know. And, to the point where you know, you know i'm sorry bro he got kicked out of summer camp oh no he got kicked out of summer camp and this is like it's, it's so just it, it was uh, it was difficult man it was difficult you know it, you feel like almost like you failed almost like mm-hmm. a father like it it, it hit me kind of hard and you know it's yeah. almost emotional because like you feel like you're doing something wrong but then for, for one because we i choose not to to spank mm-hmm. my children on, on on a regular basis and i think mm-hmm. that with, with me growing up you know, like as we do sometimes as, as um, African Americans, I guess that uh-huh. we're you know we're known to taming, uh-huh. You know, you're <laughs> going <taming. laughs>
1: you gonna know, get,
0: get this you know, you know you cuss on here, but you know you're gonna get the belt. Right, right. So like, but that instilled a little bit of fear and you know a little, a little sturdiness in, in you as, as a young man. You know, and uh-huh. I I knew that as a, as a father, but I, I remember a couple of years. It, it, it was a couple of year gap where I didn't understand that, and I remember I was kind of resented my father. As a man, I understand that and mm-hmm. I, I respect that, you know, but like, I, I wanted to try a different way. You know, you know, my wife, she's a, uh, you know, child psychologist, you right. know, she's mm-hmm. one of the sweetest people. She's the sweetest person, like, I honestly, I've ever met. You know? mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different philosophies that will try to, to go about parenthood mm-hmm. outside of that. You know, we do reasoning, you know, a lot of different strategies outside of that physical, the, the physicality. But sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll find that you have to meet people where they at. And you know, like we have we have two children, you know, my um, like oldest is seven, youngest is five, but they're just totally, totally different personalities. Yes, yes. He's a beautiful, like, you know, a deep person, you know, like he's a he's a real intricate thinker, you know, like he'll Which uh, which son are you talking about? This is argus the one the one we're having the, the issues with right now. Oh, gotcha. I think that um but the things that like, he's acting out just being kind of defined. I think that he's just kind of testing boundaries mm-hmm. um in a way, but we kind of pinpointed not to be subjective, but like mm. it, it, around more more women mm. is where it, it comes, you know, it comes, uh, it kind of flares up. So I don't know if that's because of our home style is a little bit similar, you know, like, you know, with my wife, my wife's personality opposed to mine, you know. And, and then, of course, like, you know, the father and the man always has you know traditionally has to be the disciplinarian or he's the one that you fear. But I just I just I just didn't like that concept. Uh, it's just didn't like that concept, you know. And, I, and I'm so I'm a proud father, you know. Like I love my kids, like with sure. you know. So like it 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 hurts to 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 do that or to, to strike fear in them. Uh-huh. That's my last resort, you know. But I think that sometimes it's kind of gotten away from it. And then you know, like at least at this age, they're trying to be a little bit tested. You know, so kind of got away from us here uh-huh. recently. But like we we've got a couple different different solutions that we you know we're we're trying and. and as I mentioned previously about family, we have we have a really good family support system that we could, uh, you know, we could, uh, you know, figure that
1: out. You know, so no, absolutely. Um, I think it's it's interesting. First of all, I appreciate the transparency um, because no one is perfect, and no children are definitely not perfect. And so there's going to be times I I know, like again, I'm not a father. I say it all the time on this podcast, but I've been a child. And I've tested limitations with my parents, you know, what I can get away with. And I know my father, how how he disciplined, and I know how my mother disciplined. So I would try different ways to play to both, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Try to get out of a, a spanking or, or get out okay. of being in trouble or whatever. Cause I you mean, know, that was the thing, you know, but obviously now, and it's just the, the times like, you know, I know most fathers have changed the way they don't discipline like their parents did. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like, resent the way they were disciplined it's just times are different and so there's and then just find out over time there's different ways of discipline like you said your wife's a child psychologist so she's the person at the forefront that is looking Mm -hmm. at of ways that you can discipline so you make sure you're not you know affecting them mentally or emotionally you know in a bad way you know what i'm saying making sure the discipline makes sense um Mm -hmm. so i totally understand what you're saying, but. Like you said, you have two different boys, and they just have different personalities. So you have to to play to them differently. First of all, I'm going to say this on air. August is a thug, and I'm and I'm going to say it. And the reason why I'm going to say it is because I was over at y'all house, and uh, this is like a couple of weeks ago. And I, he wanted to play basketball. He's like, you want to play basketball with me? I was like, okay. And today, your lovely wife said, "Be careful, because he will. He's he's gangster." I was like, is basketball, come on, man. Is right. basketball. We got a little hoop out here. Right. So, literally, I'm playing basketball with him and he's not counting my points. <laughs> he's just counting his points. <laughs> and then, not only is he doing that, then he'll shoot the ball and then he would be like, oh, that's three points. And then I'll be like, "That's three points, like right there." Okay. <laughs> then he'll shoot it again. He's like, "That's ten points." Like, makes like, like. And then I shoot the ball, make, and he's like, mm, "That doesn't count." Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna win this game. Like, I don't care what I do. I'm like, this five year old is hustling me. But like you said, I mean, that's his personality, and so I think it's important to essentially pinpoint those things early on, right? Mm-hmm. And be able to adjust and work through that. Because I think if you deny it and just be like, oh, well, when they get older, they'll figure it out or they'll change or whatever, and you don't deal with it at the core, at the root, then I think that's when things can happen as they get older that all of a sudden it's like, well, what happened to my child? You know? And it's like, well, yeah. they exhibited certain things that you should have dealt with early on. And so- yeah. But I think that just comes with knowing your child, that comes with loving your child um, and just kind of working through those things.
0: Absolutely. I think
1: with me, and I I kind of identify that as well, you know, like, you know, I'm I'm grounded
0: now, but like there was a portion of my life, uh, I mentioned to you, where I was incarcerated because I was, you know, just kind of acting out, I think, out of frustration with my my parents separating at an early age and kind of just not knowing how to, you know, balance my emotions and even know what I was feeling at the time. Plus, at the 90s, you know, I'm, I'm 43 now. In the 90s, which is a little bit different, you know, so it was the heavy cane culture, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But just like seeing those different, uh, potentially problematic, you know, signs, you know, like I, that's something that I'm definitely aware of, you know, right. now society is it's a whole different wave. And these young kids is, you know, they're doing drills or whatever, whatever they call it. I'll be dishonest if I were to say it was, it's not a concern. I mean, it's not at that level. But, like, it's still, you know, you, you want to do steering. You know, a part of right. this is like you, you know, you be a quarterback. Like me playing basketball, like, I got to be the point guard. So, I got to know my positions and my people on my team. I got to know the plays. I got to know where this person's at, where they're going to be, where they're coming from, and, and and all over the court, you know, vice versa. So, that, that's kind of like how I navigate my family.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. It's a great analogy. Let's talk about um, being a person of color. So, this is called Colors of Father podcast. So, generally, uh, most of the time, everyone I interview is a person of color. How important is race and culture when it comes to raising your children? For you specifically,
0: me specifically, uh, it's it's extremely important. You know, as you know, identity, uh, especially in today's society, is, is everything. You know, I think to be culturally sound, that's one of the reasons why I flocked to a HBCU. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my, my brought up was you know, to me coming up in education was private schools, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, unfortunately, the you know the demographics there, you know, there's a lot of. You know, other races, I, I guess that we would be in, in, in sheer numbers, the minority, still just like just happened wanting to know who who I was and just feeling comfortable ultimately what it came down to. And that's where, where I went to. And it was just so much pride. I you know, like, it's mm-hmm. such a difference when I want to uh, have my HBCU experience. Mm. Um, as, a, as a father, you know, you definitely want to instill that into them early. They had no choice, actually, you know, like, we yes. went through. Through 2020, you know, a lot of the images that we just were present for, you know, on the, on the on, you know, you have to stay, I say, stay tuned, you know, like, so I don't, I don't shy away from you know, tough conversations about what's going on. You know, they have questions, you know, and, you know, we, we got the answers for them, you know, like yeah. we're, we're extremely proud, you know, my wife went to Spelman. We're we're heavy on, on teaching black culture. You know, our good friend um, Adrian Reed. You know, she gives us uh, because of them. We are gift boxes, which mm. detail and highlight uh, you know historical you know Black you know figure each and every month. They get to learn about somebody new, something oh somebody wow, that absolutely not going to hear about in school. Just to kind of give them that, you know, like so, like we're 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 brilliant. We have all the, you know innovators, you know, outside of the athletes and entertainers, you know, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we make all these contributions to society, and it's like, and it, it does give you a sense of pride and. and ownership and you want to, you know, contribute to the whole diaspora of of, uh, who we are as a culture, you know, here in in America that gets lost in, in the shuffle but like it was, that's something that we're very intentional.
1: That's amazing. I remember when I was over the house after August beat me in basketball, 200 to two, <laughs> she was mentioning that to me and she told yeah. me, and I thought that was a brilliant thing to do. And like you said, a once a month book club to kind of talk about, like hone in specifically on historical African-American, you know, individuals that have made a difference um, or what have you in society or in the country or in the world or what have you. I think that's really dope. Like one of the things I remember when I was coming up, my mom bought me this series. It was called the the value series. What it did, it wasn't specifically African-American people, but it was people, historical figures, but it was all different cultures. And I thought it was interesting because it was all about value. And so the value of friendship, the value of learning, the value of whatever. And so they would have a character. But I remember some of those characters were of color. And I remember mm-hmm. reading it and looking at it as a kindergartner, five years old, right? And looking as like, oh, that's cool to see somebody like me in a book that I'm reading mm-hmm. and finding out what they did and the things that they accomplished. And I think learning that early on, that definitely is going to help shape, you know, how you feel about yourself. Because like you said, in, in normal society or school, they're not going to teach that. You know, I've had a whole discussion about, you know, critical race theory, you know, and dealing with that and how, you know, just schools aren't going to talk about a lot of those things that it would be nice to hear about so we can have and know our our true identity, you know what I mean? And so, and beyond the slavery, you know, portion and get mm. to even before that, you know, things of that mm. nature. But yeah, I think, I think it's important. And going to HBO, I went to one as well, Morehouse. I'll be it briefly, but it was the time I was there that helped helped me because to basically go into a space that you have all African-American students, African-American teachers, African-American faculty, like everybody, you're just like, what is this world? You know, like, right. like I've never yes. seen this. But to experience that, and obviously it's not for everyone, right? It's not mandatory, but I think for me, it was dope to go and experience that when I did, obviously you and your wife went, it's how, you know, what's going to work for the child, but ultimately to have that background. And like you said, to be able to, to share about that and talk about that on an ongoing basis. So they understand who they are and in whose they are, you know, if I could take it that way, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah.
0: We we push that daily, you know, and that's that's you know, there's just black, you know, art all about our house, you know, mm-hmm. in their rooms, in their bathrooms, you know, in their hallways, you know, so it's something that, yeah, is is we you know, we we definitely do that on, on purpose, just to, to give them that sense.
1: No, that's amazing, man. I wanna uh kind of wrap things up with talking about advice. What advice would you give uh to let's say someone like myself who's not a father yet? or to, and it may want to be one uh, or uh, someone who is a father, maybe a new father, and just kind of learning things as they are going, uh, what advice would you give to someone like that?
0: If you are currently a father, I would just, you know, something that I I never do. I just, I just don't take, I just don't take any, 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 any moment, any day for granted. So like, like you mentioned earlier, when we spoke about just each and every day, I absolutely tell my kids that I love them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm affectionate, you know. You know, to the point that they like, Daddy, please. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. But like
1: embarrassing you know, me. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: you know, but it just, it just isn't Like, because they're only going to be that small for, sure. you know, for a short period of time. You sure. know, but like, I just love them. So, like, we, you know, and with that, you know, I, you know, maybe I'd spoil them a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Just gotten this PS Five, and I, I get them all the little the stuff. It's because I really do love them, you know. So I, I don't take anything for granted. But again, like I would just say it again: the most important thing is just this time, you know. Like, the, the, put your family first, you know, whatever it is. I know we all have something we have to accomplish, you know, and, and you know. But like, I just, just I just put my family first, you know. And that's that's something that, that's genuine, and I, and I love on them, you know, in a genuine sense, you know. For, for anybody that's aspiring or, or, or questions to be. Um, you know, if fatherhood is for them, you know, I can only speak from my experience, you know, like, you no, know, just, you know, don't settle, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, 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 if possible, you know, but to me, God makes no mistakes. So, like, if yes. you have the opportunity to be a father, mm-hmm. just be the best father you can, mm-hmm. you know, and if you put, you know, if you do your best, then that's all you can ask for. you got to be pleased with you, be pleased with yourself, no matter if that relationship works out or not. Right. That's irrelevant. But like your kids are are forever.
1: That's right. That's huge. I appreciate how you said that at the end. doesn't matter the relationship. It matters. That's your child. And to make sure that they're taken care of and you can be the best father to them. So, Mm -hmm. man, that's great. That is great. Isaiah Thomas, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate (laughs) you, brother. My man. If you want to give a shout out to anything, you want to direct anybody to a website or anything that you may be doing, just any shout out you want to give. This is your time, brother.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> guess, like, just for me, like, stay tuned. I do have a lot of stuff to do, uh, with, okay. to come with, with with our business. And, like, so we want to, as, as I mentioned, a truck driver. So, like, I'm already yes. uh, trying to scale my, my business, you know. So I want to, uh, I'm going to be uh, doing, creating my own niche within the trucking and the transportation industry. You know, okay. uh, I have a, I have a, um, a lot of different aspirations. So I want to, like, give second chance offenders, uh-huh. you know, our, our, our brothers. Or so just, you know. Black and brown specifically, who I want to focus on, you know, um okay. to give, you know, like people like myself, again, I you know, I was incarcerated a few times, but like I have non-felony of non-drug offenses or anything like that. But I just wanna let them know the power behind being financially independent and, and what kind of lifestyle trucking will will give you, you know, like right. opposed to you know, it's a, it's a little, you know, it's not the most glamorous, but like, you know, stay tuned. For me, you know, because I'm going to be, uh, you know, developing a truck in school. I'm going to partner oh, and wow. I'm going to train up these young men, and I'm going to get positions. You know, so like, there's a couple of different uh, major contracts I'm going after right now, mm-hmm. where I can have substantial, you know, uh, uh, partnerships and, and 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 opportunities for for young men of color.
1: Okay. You know, me That's and amazing.
0: my wife. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We we do we're doing the process. We we do have a, a nonprofit organization right now, already five. 50- uh, once we certified, we're doing some fundraising, some campaigning, mm-hmm. you know, so we want to open up a transitional housing as well.
1: Yes.
0: In a similar facet, you know, just kind of give, you know, just programs and, and like real substance, you know, like we want to empower people on a, yes. you know, on an educational level and to give them, you know, just wonderful resources to do just that, whether it's not even trucking, but like, you know, as a, we have a strong creative base, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of different, you know, opportunities and, and, and you know, within, being successful, where you know, you don't necessarily have to go to college to be successful with the life the lifestyle that you need, but you have to be smart, you know. So like, we want to bring right. a piece of that, you know, uh wellness, like health wellness, spiritual wellness, and mm-hmm. you know, just to be be a go-getter all over all around. That's what's up, man. That's amazing. I'm
1: clapping it <laughs> for yes, you, yes, right? Yes, I'm gonna yes, give you a clap. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> No, that's what's up, man. I think i I mean, the fact that you're giving back, you know what I'm saying, like you said, especially for incarcerated individuals, because I know that I I don't know personally, but um, I know I've heard that a lot of times when that situation happens, sometimes tough to find a job or to get, you know, a decent job that you can take care of a family and things of that nature. So the fact that you're wanting to champion that and putting that into action, that's that's huge. That's huge. I think that's dope. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned is what you're saying absolutely stay tuned sure everyday man see I it. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nickname boy My oh man. man i love it i love it i love it and of course thank you everyone for tuning in again this is lim gonzalves aka saint and until we speak again god bless and take care colors of fatherhood is produced by josh rodriguez and saintly productions don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share with all your family and friends. Please remember to follow us on social media at Stay On The Mic and at Colors of Fatherhood. And for all your booking needs, please visit www.stayonthemic.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next episode.